We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Start me up with Roshini Cleric. Good afternoon, it's Monday, so it's the Start Me Up business programme here between 4 and 5 every Monday. And a huge thank you to Amory um, Hogan for keeping you company between 2 and 4 today. Well, as usual, we are talking about all about startups and we are also talking about on the Start Me Up business programmes, not just about startups, but also about the issues and concerns and the challenges and everything else for the local businesses and traders in reopening, restarting, rebooting and rebuilding our local economy. And at the end of the programme around 20 to 5 we'll be talking to Deputy John Paul Phelan. He'll be coming on and telling us about all what supports there are out there within the uh, government funding uh, for businesses impacted by COVID-19. But before that we're going to start off as we do about the start-up businesses and as I mentioned last week more and more businesses are actually being launched and developed uh, during and since COVID-19. So there's not all bad news for many people uh, who actually, through COVID-19, many people lost their jobs, but many people as well decided, you know, they still needed an income, they needed to earn a living. So they have started up their businesses and started trading at local markets. And as we, we uh, I introduced you to a couple of weeks ago, to the Sean McArdle from the Irish Farmers Markets and to Mountain View Farmers Markets down there in Valley Hale. So many startups have actually launched their businesses, as I said, now during COVID-19. And I got—I was talking to Sean McArdle the other day from the Irish Farmers Markets, and he was telling us about how to set up a market stand and the the power of relationship selling, relationship building, and the power of setting up a stall and how to set up a stall, what you need to set up a stall, and how so many people are doing it now. And I was talking to Connor Clear from the Kilkenny Legal Partnership last week, and Connor Clear was telling me that one uh, one of his uh, clients who he is dealing with, that they set up a market stall, and through the COVID-19, their income and revenue went up by 60%. More and more people are going to markets due to the open air. So, Sean McArdle uh, gave me a lovely interview the other day, and this is what he had to say about setting up a market stall. I am speaking to Sean McArdle from the Irish Farmers Markets. Sean, you're very welcome back to the Start Me Up Business Programme. Thank you very much. I'm, yes, it's, it's good to be back on. It's, uh, it's, it's a good, great thing you're doing, actually, because I, I think you're getting involved in, in helping, giving people advice on startups and things, which is, I think, what the market is all about in many ways. It is indeed, and especially for startups. And what, what you're doing as well is absolutely brilliant because you're providing with the Irish farmers markets, especially down here in Mountain View in Kilkenny, you're providing that space and that opportunity for startups to go and display and showcase their work, not only just by selling the products, but also an opportunity to learn how to uh, sell and relationship selling as well as relationship building. Yes, well, a market stall is probably the best way 
um, that you can get you can get an idea of how your product is going to react to the, to the general public or sell is the right word um, so if you create something if you have an idea and you create the idea you start it going and you make it or you whatever you you know if it's cooking then you're cooking it or if you're if it's woodworking or something like something some craft thing then you're making it then you really need to get access to the public and fairly quickly um, before you you want you make the decision to invest further and to take the business on so the market gives you a, a very cheap access to quite a large amount of public um, of course having a market store you've got to actually sell it yourself you know you can't just stand there and hope the public are going to come over and say well that's incredible it's just what I wanted all my life <laughs> you've, got, <laughs> you've got to actually you know there the thing about market stores is that you do have to actually sort of sell your product and you have to push yourself out a little bit using using the publicity of the store if you like with the right signage um but also you know having having it looking looking the part if you like and being able to stop people literally and sort of say well look try a sample of this or see what this works or see what see what you think about this and what we do at the markets is try and help people that by identifying uh, somebody who's coming in for the first time you know, when I talk, when they uh, initially approach me through, um, through through the through the email or mostly through email, occasionally on the phone, um, I try and find out if it's their first time at a market. If it is, then I give them all the help they need, like how to contact the insurance people, how to get how to go about it the correct way, how to decide what sort of gazebo to get, what you need in terms of tables, and then when you're actually on site actually giving them an instruction when they come into the market first thing just give them a few pointers a few ideas and to monitor them during the day as well watching watching them you know i keep an eye on them if you like and and just see how they're going and, and just get an idea um you you could i could tell because i've had lots of experience 20 years experience doing this i can tell uh, when someone is sort of either struggling or has got the wrong display up for instance so giving them hands giving them a hand with the display and it doesn't take long, you know, two or three weeks at that, and they suddenly, suddenly people start to sort of get interest in the product, and um, if it's a good product, and nine times out of ten it is. I mean, very, very rarely people will take the risk of, of pushing something, putting something on display if it's, you know, if, 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 if it's not going to work. I mean, most people have a good idea. Um, and so, um, yeah, we've had lots of, over the years, I mean, over the markets of the created over 130 markets throughout the country over the last 20 years north south east and west um and uh you, you i mean some 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 companies really gone done very well indeed um, out, out of the markets they started started the markets and they just built it and and kept with it and then they progressed on from the markets on to you know onto retail uh, levels and wholesaling and god knows what yeah so quite some quite successful um, companies around the place, the, the, their beginnings were just with a market store. And Sean, uh, it's what I found really amazing when I go down there interviewing for the um, community radio Kilkenny City for the Start Me Up business program is the, the, the how many people have set up their business through COVID and they just decided you know what we need to earn a living we need to uh, get out there and, and th what they did was they went down to Mountain View and they said their business at, down in Mountain View their market stall has gone from strength to strength and they've learnt so much I think, I think COVID has been the, sort of the push that a lot of people required um, they see 
um, the future, and whatever business, whatever they work with or work for, um, they see risks involved in that. Um, and um, it, 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 particularly if, they, if there are younger people in their 20s, I mean, a lot of startups don't need to be in their 20s or 30s for startups to start at any age. But I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the new startups in the last few weeks, the last few months, really, since markets got going again, um, have been quite young people in their early 20s and seen an opportunity. It's something that they've wanted to do. They've thought about it. But I think COVID has pushed them into it because they, they're determined to make a go um, uh, because they're, they're, they're worried. I mean, you know, a lot of industry, a lot of the service industry is at risk. So if you're working, if you were working in, in, in restaurants or, or, or pubs or, or something, you know, um, yeah, and, it, and it's great. I mean, because we've had, we've had some very successful, since we started at Mountain View, we've had quite a few people... Um, two or three stalls there that are there and they're going and they're going very strongly now um, uh, because they made because they took the risk they, they just took the gamble if you like uh, and I think younger people can take more of a gamble obviously because they haven't got you know they, they probably haven't got a family they haven't they, 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 you know, the start up it's much easier when you're young because it, it, working in the market is tough you know you you've got to get up early <laughs> um, you've got to um prepare the day before the night before if you're cooking it, it's it's, uh, it's you've got to be organized and and that's that's the key you know when you're in business it, it teaches you that you've got to be organized um mark, having to produce so much for market each week and of course it'll vary depending on your sales the, the last week um and you, you you know you know you can't carry if it's if it's if it's cakes and things it's quite difficult to carry over unless you've got a shop or something uh, so there's a, there's a lot of thought goes into it. Yes, because you've got one very successful uh, lady, which uh, Sinead O'Neill from uh, John Moore here in Kilkenny. Now, my Irish is terrible, and she did, I did have the right pronunciation down in Sonja. It's Uktra, Uktra. It's Irish for cream. So please, anyone listening, excuse my spelling. I have sincerely a uh, pronunciation. I really apologize about that. But Michelle O'Neill was telling me that um, she was a Michelin uh, uh, baker and working in a Michelin star uh, restaurant here in Kilkenny and through COVID that she um, she ha- had no job so she set up the market stall and it has gone from strength to strength and she has a beautiful display and that's something you also said to me it's about make sure you have a really good display and enough products for your display and Sinead O'Neill from Urukta, she even has a donut, a donut board and everything else and, and her display is beautiful. Yes, it, it is. A, it, there's, a, there, there's a technique in selling uh, which isn't readily apparent to most people if they've not, not been selling things um, and it takes a little while to get into it. But it's fun. Um, it's great because you build up relationship with, with your customer. I mean, it, the markets are all about building up a relationship with customers who come in, come back to the market week in, week out for the for their daily shopping, um, and um, it is a it is quite important. I mean, they would get to the stage where they may consider opening another going opening another store in another market, and getting to the stage where they've got two or three market stalls. But then they'll probably progress on to the situation where they will start to want to sell into retail units, into small supermarkets or whatever, um, and that's and that's when they. That's when they talk to the banks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the leap. Do you know what I mean? 
but it, but it's it's an important leap. And you know, by that stage, they they've had a lot of experience in the markets dealing with people because it's all about dealing with people. I think I mentioned um, to you once in the, in the, about a market that I had in Kilkenny many quite a few years ago, and we we got approached by a local school. I can't remember which school it was, but and um, teacher was coming into the market by a regular. He said, "How wasn't they've got this idea? Do you think think?" You could give me a stall once a week and I could bring the students in and we could do some bakings, the home baking, the, you know, the domestic side of the, of, of the school. And I said, absolutely. He said, no problem. So, the, so the, this, this would be 15, 16-year-olds, I suppose, maybe even 14-year-olds. Anyway, they, were, they, were, they, they cooked, they made cupcakes and they made different cakes and they made a whole range of things. It was their own ideas that teachers gave them some guidance, obviously. They made the stuff, they came in and we gave them a stall in the market, just, you know, as a free, a free system. They come in and they set it up and they started selling. And we gave them a few guidelines and things like that. The first one was quite successful. And it was after two or three weeks, they were actually, you know, there was a fair amount of reluctance. The teacher would come in as well, obviously. And I remember him saying to me, oh, there's a fair amount of reluctance to do this because they're afraid of talking to people, being exposed to the crowds of people here and having to talk to them. But when they got into it, after two or three weeks, they were actually fighting. It was not fighting, <laughs> but they were fighting to get up to get on on the on the program so that they could um, they could bake it because the, the deal was is that they had to bake it. You see, you know, so they had to bake it and they had to sell it. And, yes. And then suddenly there was mostly it was girls, but then suddenly there were a lot of boys getting involved, uh, <laughs> and it was quite interesting to see the, to see the boys coming in. And uh, how they organised themselves, and they all got aprons, and they got—they all thought it through. You know, it was a real thought process for them, and it was very successful. The teachers loved it; they said it was fantastic for them because it gave them a real opportunity to get out there and see just how business works, you know, and how how you can organise your life as well. And also, as you said, the more important thing is learning how to sell, and it's something that Connor Clear on this Start Me Up Business Program from Connor Clear from the Kilkenny Legal Partnership is always saying. The first thing any startup needs to do is to know how to sell. Yes. Well, I'm I'm very interested. Um, uh, you know, I've got quite a few markets, as you know, around the country. But I mean, I'd be very interested in, in if anyone's got anyone in Kilkenny has got any any local press or or the radio for, or whatever. Um, you know, if people want to come in to do some to do a not a course, I wouldn't say it's a course. But I'm very very happy when I'm at the markets there to say, well, look, here, I'll, I'll give an hour at the market, and if anyone wants to come in and talk to me about it, and I, I'd be very happy to give them some pointers and give them a little, a little class, if you like, on, on an idea, because I can show them, them, I can show them the stores, and we can talk to the storeholders, and then I can give them pointers of how to sell and things, and it might just inspire a few people. Exactly, exactly. Because I, another uh, storeholder down there was um, Iran uh, is down there every week. And I was talking to I was talking to Bart and interviewed Bart on the first week he was down there. Then I spoke to Nicole, his wife, and they just love going down to um, Mountain View for Irish farmers markets every Sunday. They just say it's great to get to meet the people at the marketplace and they are selling Irish uh, um, all the stock every Sunday and they are just, they love it down there. Yeah, uh, they, have, they have a very successful retail shop in the centre of Kilkenny there um, as well, which is uh, uh, I think what the market's done is it, it's given them um, it's given them more sort of publicity, you know, yes. a lot more people have seen them 
Um, so you can use the from, from that basis. A lot of retail shops could mm. often use the markets as a, as a, to give them give them a sort of uh, you know more to highlight their business locally. Um, so um, it, it, you, there's a whole general aspect of, of market selling, which is which is people don't realise because we are talking here about farmers markets, producer markets. We're not talking about you know the markets that you get in the agricultural sections where you, you know they're selling tools and things like that. This is not like that. This is this is this is purely producer for food, craft, high quality items, even clothing. Of course, people making making things. You know, making. We've got that wonderful lady down there who makes the bow ties for the dogs. Yes. <laughs> um, and it, it's an it's a very odd thing. She's another startup lady, and she had this idea. Um, she's a single mother. She's, she was she was looking for an, a, a, another source of income, and she had this idea about doing bow ties for dogs, which which on the face of it seems seems interesting to say the least. But I mean, they are fantastic and they're great. Um, she's got a very good marketing ideas uh, with pictures of dogs with bow ties on, and she sells them. You know, yes, they sell. And, and you also have a, a villa or Viella from Faith Soap Creations and she makes all her soaps and yeah. her lip balm and, and bath bombs and everything else as well. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 there is an opportunity to talk to people who are interested uh, about uh, uh, getting involved in a small business in a small way because we are talking about small businesses here. We're talking about startups, starting, starting a small business as an individual, as a sole trader, if you like. Yes. So, there is a, I mean, if you've got an idea, then why not approach you or approach me? You know, I'm, I'm very happy. If people want to phone in and have a chat about things, I'm very happy to come on the radio and chat about it and give them some pointers, some, some interest, perhaps some stimulation by saying, well, I know somebody in another market has done this and done that and has been quite successful over it. But, I, you know, I won't, I won't, I'll be honest about it. I mean, I will be honest with people. I won't, I won't draw the wool over their eyes and or say, you know, oh, it's, everything's fantastic and marvellous when it isn't. No. Yeah, there are there are pluses and minuses to almost anything you do, um, but I think the markets do give you the, do give you a real opportunity for a very small investment in terms of you know you'd you'd have to you would have to have a, a proper gazebo, you would have to have tables, you'd have to have signage um, and perhaps some equipment to produce what you want to produce and things. So. You know, you you are talking about a, a, re, a reasonable investment to get re, to get really going of about roughly it was about sort of two to two and a half to three thousand euros. Yes, and as you said, it's, the equipment is important, and then they can talk to you about insurance. But the, even at that in itself, two two to three thousand euros to get set, set up as a startup, that is low cost startup. Yes. It's it's very low cost, particularly as as as, as you sell um, on, on the market store. If you're doing it yourself, then you're not paying anybody either. No, <laughs> and and you should be able to recover that very quickly. I'd say an average an average startup is roughly cost about two and a half thousand. You can yes. do it a little bit cheaper. You know, do do it. You can do it if you can build things. You, know, you can do things. You can build shelving and do things like that yourself. But it, it, roughly that sort of cost, I'd say you, the, the return on that would be certainly if you put the the, the time into it and the energy. Um, you know, two months, you, you would, you would two and a half months, you'd recover that very, very easily and make a profit. Start making profit. I'd say if you're making profit within within eight eight weeks, you'd be certainly turning over. Uh, you'd have cleared your, your your costs and everything. So it's it's not a it's a very inexpensive way of getting into gear, getting going. Yes. But you do need advice. I mean, you know, it's it's very helpful. So all startups need advice. Yes, they do. <laughs> and well, they yeah. do. 
they need advice, and, and the markets are there to do that. And I mean, certainly Irish farmers' markets will, are always there. We're always, we're always there to offer any kind of advice, totally free, completely, um, because, it, because it's a future. You know, I mean, these are future these are future customers, if you like. Yes. Sean, we're running out of time, but before we go, I just want to sort of congratulate yourself and Bill Grady down there in yeah. Mountain View for such a success, because the Irish farmers' market originally was just going to be set out for a couple of weeks, six weeks, but now you're going to extend this on throughout the winter. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Yes, because we thought we... Yes, most definitely, certainly well up to, certainly up to Christmas, 100%, and probably beyond because what we've done is establish a customer base in yes. the local area and once the customer base is established you don't really want to you don't really want to stop no. um uh, you know god let's let's hope we don't have any problems with this covid thing for the future but i mean and it's outside so it's a lot safer as uh, oh, yes. the government officials are saying get outside, outside it's outside, outside. markets are having a resurgence at the yes. moment all over the place because people feel a lot a lot safer being outside for obvious reasons well, Sean, we're running out of time, unfortunately, but we'll have you on more, and I'll be down there this Sunday as well. And continue success, and for all startups, you know, if you want to uh, have a, a product or anything to sell, it's definitely the marketplace is the one of the best places to get out and, there and, and I, start. And as I said very quickly, if anybody, is, anyone has any questions or anything like this, I'm, I'm, you know, my phone is always there. If you want to put my, give them my phone number, I'm always happy to chat to people. Brilliant, and we'll, we'll um, uh, and have your number here at Community Radio, and we can give that out to anyone at all. And um, maybe one day we'll get to meet you here in the studio and uh, chat to you. And again, I might be one of your participants getting advice from you as well, Sean. You're very welcome. <laughs> Sean McArdle from the Irish Farmers Markets, thank you so much thank indeed. You. We thank really appreciate it. Take well, we care. appreciate the opportunity you're giving to lots of startups. Right. <laughs> Take care and God bless. Thank you. Thank bye you. Bye. bye. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're very welcome back to the Start Me Up business programme with me, Roisin Leclerc. Before the break, we were talking to Irish Farmers Market, Sean McArdle, about the start-up phase and starting up and the benefits of starting uh, a start-up business down at the Irish Farmers Market. And I also had the opportunity to talk to a couple of the traders down there who are trading, and this is what they had to say. I'm here with Sinead O'Neill from Uchta Bakery, who is a local baker and has started up her business here in Mountain View. Sinead, you're very welcome to the Start Me Up business programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Thank you very much. Um, I'm a home bakery. I bake everything from uh, my kitchen in Dunmore in Kilkenny. Um, I was here the very first week of Mountain View. I had a, a makeshift stall and I've grown from then. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's a lovely stall with loads of different um, things on offer. And so tell me about the, your original startup. What made you decide to actually have a startup, uh, become a startup entrepreneur, and decide I'm going to start baking and also have a, mar- a market stall out in Mountain View, farmers market? Um, well, I'm a qualified pastry chef who's worked in a Michelin star restaurant in Kilkenny and. Over COVID, I just decided that I wanted to go out on my own. So when I had that time to do it, I kind of researched it and I got on to the HSE. And that was the time that I really decided to, to go out on my own and do it by myself. Congratulations. That's a big decision, a very courageous decision. Yeah, I had a lot of support from my friends and family. Definitely, they, they helped me throughout the week. So I'm really enjoying it. I am, yeah. 
And so tell us, tell us about the, the original setup. When you first came out here, what equipment did you invest in? Um, I bought a very old-fashioned style market stall from just Dundeal for a hundred euro. That's all I had. Um, I just bought stuff from secondhand shops. I tried to make it as cheap as possible as a startup business, try and keep my costs really, really low. And from then I've grown and I've bought a gazebo and actual equipment. What was your first experience on your first day out here in Mountain View? Oh, the first day was brilliant because the crowds were huge. I sold out before two o'clock, I think it was, and people were just really supportive and really nice, even though my equipment and my setup probably wasn't the most presentable. But should we learn through experience, don't we? And would you say that each week you're out here you gain in more confidence in selling your produce oh definitely and i think a lot of people are coming back week by week so i'm getting to know a lot of the customers which is definitely helping you know their faces and you speak to them and they come back and they give you nice reviews and stuff so yeah i know week by week um, it's getting better so it's relationship building relationship selling Exactly, yeah. I think you need to know your customers and know your customer base because definitely my produce has evolved over the weeks to see what people actually want rather than what I want to make. <laughs> Tell us about your bakery and your projects here. This is beautiful. This here actually looks like um, a lollipop. I, I kind of, I love colourful things. I try and do stuff that's different. So I do unicorn cake pops and I have a, a donut wall and loads of colours that definitely attract kids and sprinkles and smarties everywhere. Beautiful. I love your donut wall. Explain the, the donut wall what made you decide to actually create a donut wall i think um ireland's food is definitely changing people like different things that we see on the telly so donuts have become a huge thing and cronuts and colorful things and i just thought you know what i think colorful donuts on a on a stand even presentation is huge that's kind of what i was going for and how long does it take you to, to bake all your projects here do you do it the day before or tell us about that um i suppose i get up at around half five in the morning and i always bake the scones fresh that day and the day or two before usually i'm flat out baking from eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night just try to keep it as fresh as possible and Sinead tell me are you on any social media yes you can find me on instagram and facebook Uchter. Uchter. well maybe Sinead you might come into studio someday and talk about your startup business oh definitely i'd really love to uh Sinead well you thank you for taking the time to speak to the start me up business program on community radio kilkenny city oh thank you very much I'm here with Vilma from Faith Soap Creation. Vilma, you are a market stall down here at the Irish Farmers Market. You were here at the very beginning as well. The last time I was down, I saw you. Tell us about your stall. You make lovely soaps. Thank you. Yes, I do um, handmade soaps, bath bombs, lip balms. My new product is washing up blocks for the dishes, which is 100% natural as well and it's working quite well for us. I do shampoo bars and I'm starting to make um, creams as well for the face. I'm just putting those into the insurance first before I can bring them to sale. Um, I started making soaps at home, not only because of the water in rural Ireland, I think it's quite hard for the skin, but also because um, I wanted to start working from home and doing something while my children were at school so I could be there for them when they come back hungry and tired from from school. So you can be a, a startup entrepreneur and a mommy at the same time? At the same time, yeah. I just don't like much the idea of leaving them behind because I'm by myself. So I think it's important that they could come home and find warm house and hot meal.
when so, they come. And that's very courageous. You are a parent who is parenting alone and to support yourself and your children, you started your own business. Yes, and then now they help me. Um, they come to the markets with me. They help me in whatever has to be done at home, stamping, making boxes, or my son even took over the markets during Christmas times when I went home on holidays. Oh, that's really so sad. A family business. Uh, yes, I wish that it can start that way, no? <laughs> and tell me, what was the motivation, as you said, was so you could be a stay-at-home mom as well as working from home and I still be sort of bringing in an income but what made you decide to make soaps and when did you make your very first soap? I started four years ago and uh, I love to do this I love to go to shops where they sell natural products and I could think well I could do that myself and uh, yeah I came to Ireland seven years ago we landed in Ireland we could say literally unexpectedly where did you travel from? Um, we will. We were living in Hong Kong uh, before we moved into Royal Tipperary. But I'm original from Central America. Really? What part? Guatemala. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. I speak Spanish and Portuguese as well. Uh, my children born in England. So if you ask them where they are from, um, they literally can't say it. <laughs> so tell us about the soaps. Tell us about the different. Um, is it a bit different sort of? creation. Is this a lip balm? They are well? lip balms as well. They are in eco-containers. Now, the soaps, I do different um, ingredients. Some of them have goat's milk, another have um, natural yogurt, strawberry yogurt, uh, coconut milk, goat's milk. It depends the recipe. Um, I make soaps as mild as for newborn babies. Uh, I use buttermilk instead of water in that one, and it's just oats and local produced honey. So my next question is, where did you come up with the name Faith Soap Creation? What inspired you with the name of your company? Um, it's a, it was like a leap of faith. Yes. I also, also um, just signed my van and I put the definition of faith in the back because I believe that starting from zero into believing that something will come out of it means it's a huge jump, you know, not only in investing your time, investing the money, but um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian and I believe that everything that you do, it has to be, you have to go before that actually happens, you know, making choices. It's not a feeling in how you feel you will do it or not, it's just a choice of believing. So I'm quite sure that everything that we start, it goes first in believing that you can do it. Exactly, and, and having, having the courage to follow through. Follow and do, but also it's not just believing. You have to work hard for it, but at the same time keep on um, having the strength of believing that everybody has to start it from the very bottom and from the very beginning. So why you can't do it? It's just your own brain who puts the barriers. The mindset. It's a mindset, and yeah. Your, your own mind can be your best ally or your worst enemy. So it's not by feeling, it's not how you feel today. If I feel down because I didn't watch sales, it's just believing that I, I will have better days. 
So I'm down here with in the Mountain View Farmers Market with Nicole from Iran. Usually we're talking to Bart, and he's always talking about Nicole. But Nicole, you're still down here at Mountain View. You, you know, even though you have a very successful uh, bistro <laughs> and bakery in Kilkenny. So Mountain View, tell us about why why you're still coming down to Mountain View and you know the, the farmers market for your business. Well, like in the beginning, we did it because of COVID. Like it was a survival tactic, basically, to keep us alive throughout COVID. But then we continue to do it until now because we enjoy it. It's just the atmosphere, the people. A lot of people don't get the chance to go into Kilkenny City that much, so they're actually really glad that we're here out in the country and it's easy for them. And look at the, the setting; it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful escape from reality every Sunday. So we love coming here, and I think we're going to continue to come here uh, as long as they want us here. And like you're famous for. Everything, your bread. <laughs> I love your quiches and your, and your quiches. Oh, and thank your, you, your thank you. It has been a really good success story. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, we work very, very hard, Bart and myself. Uh, we didn't have any investors. This is all just savings from working as chefs in kitchens. So everything we do literally has every bit of blood, sweat, tears, and love. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been a success here in Kilkenny. Yes, overall. yes, definitely. I wouldn't have had it any other way. The locals are great. The support from the locals are great. We're not on High Street, so we don't have any tourists. But our market has always been locals and it's been the locals who supported us from day one and throughout COVID. Well, I pass there nearly every day and there's always a queue standing <laughs> outside waiting to be served and you know, you, you, you have a great service in the, um, the, the sort of del the people can queue up and you, people can also phone in, can't they? Yes, they we have a different hatch. Exactly, we have a click and collect system so you can order online on our website or through our Facebook. There's a little shop now button and you can put your order in, uh, pick the time you want to pick it up pay or you can choose to pay over the counter and go straight to the hatch and pick it up or you can phone in your order and go straight to the hatch that way you don't have to line up with the people who want to browse the shop have a coffee a little bit of a chat it, it's just faster for everybody and it's safer in these times so tell us uh, ben lanigan has left to oh no <laughs> my baby ben yes ben has spread his wings and flown away all the way to belfast so he's up in the north now, he's studying, he went back to school, he went back to art school and he's having a blast and uh, we love him so much and we all we have nothing but support and love for Ben. Yeah. Ben was a former colleague of mine at uh, Community Media. Yes, I know, I know, and, uh, he's, great. he's great. And he's a great artist as well. Yes, he's amazing. We can't wait to see what the future has to hold for Ben. He's so promising. He is. Well, just like yourselves, Nicole, you embarked with Iran, wow, a great success story. And oh, thank you very much. And down here as well in Mountain View, spreading your wings as well. Yeah, exactly. It's nice to get to know the other side of Kilkenny, you know, not just the city. It's nice to get out in the country and see see what's there because I'm always in Kilkenny. I never leave the city, so I'm, I'm like a foreigner here. It's, it's, everything is new to me. Sure. No, but so it's, you, you two both have had such a, an amazing story. By said that you both met and you've worked in, in different countries together. Yeah, so we actually met in Denmark and we lived there for six years while we were working in, in different Michelin-starred restaurants. 
and uh, I had lived in Italy prior to that and then in the Philippines prior to that so I've kind of always been a nomad going from place to place then I met my husband Bart we got married and we moved to Ireland <laughs> and the rest is history and the rest is history great success, <laughs> thank you very much well Nicole thank you so much indeed thank you we are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM you're very welcome back to the Start Me Up Business Programme with me, Roisin the Cleric. Uh, for the first part of the programme, we were talking about restarts, ops, st- sorry, we were talking about start-up businesses and launching their businesses and starting their, their, their sort of their skill and their art in selling their projects and the art of relationship selling and building relationships with customers and building their profile. Now we are going back to what we've been covering since uh, the Start Me Up Business Programme went back on air after the uh, COVID-19 is about the restart and restarting, reopening, rebooting businesses and rebuilding our local economy. And on the line now, we have uh, Deputy John Paul Phelan. John Paul Phelan, you're very, very welcome to the Start Me Up Business Programme. Hi, Roisin. Delighted to be, to be on the programme. It's a position to be on it. I've had an interesting couple of months. Yes. It's been, it's, been, uh, it's been trying time for everyone. Well, John, Paul, we here at Community Radio and, and the Start Me Up Business Programme as well, we'd like to say we're so glad that you're on the recovery and that you're, every day that you're, you're sort of convalescing well and rebuilding your own strength as well and your health. Thanks very much. I mean, I must admit... Roisin, I feel better than I have for years. I probably, I suppose, my issue was a blocked artery and uh, it was something that was building up over months and months. Um, but, you know, since thankfully the surgery happened, um, uh, I've been getting better and better, as you said, over the last number of weeks and I feel I feel very well at the moment. Well, that's good because John Paul, you know, we, we we certainly do need you to keep representing us all here in Carlo Kilkenny, um, in in the Doyle airing and representing us here. Thank you, Rose. John Paul, as we said uh, earlier on, and the Restart Grants and the Restart Plus Grants and yeah. the bus- what bus- supports there is for businesses impacted on COVID nineteen. Can you give us any updates on that? Well, I suppose. The most recent changes were announced a few weeks ago by the government in terms of um, reduction in in the top rate of VAT from 23% down to 21%. Also, the introduction of of that uh, stay and spend scheme, as it's called, uh, which will see people able to reclaim some of the costs uh, from their tax bill in terms of uh, money that's spent if they stay and holiday or stay and uh, attend any uh, hospitality sector uh, in within within the state those are the most recent ones but what i would say roshan is that anybody who's involved in business go to the department of business enterprise and innovations website dbei.gov.ie it gives a very Details break down because there, there's several different schemes. I mean, actually, there's a near, nearly a dozen different schemes. All have slight variations, uh, and uh, businesses will be able to see where they might fit in and be able to get some support to keep their doors open and uh, to keep people employed across Kilkenny and across the state over the course of the next number of months. 
Yes, it's all about restarting, rebuilding and rebooting and reopening our businesses because some businesses still haven't opened yet but there's still been a massive cost to reopening businesses and there is a a Restart Plus grant. Can you tell us a bit about that? The Restart Plus, well, there was um, a Restart grant that was initially announced, I think, by Minister Humphreys when she was in the department a number of months ago. Restart Plus is uh, allows grants of up to 25,000. Anybody who availed at the first restart grant itself, which is essentially a refund of rates, um, uh, uh, people are able to claim top-ups on maybe the initial grant that they might have got. That's what Restart Plus is about. As I said, it's based on their um, commercial rates. It's for businesses of 10 or less uh, employees. There's also the equivalent is called the Enterprise Support Grant. It's for self-employed people who who maybe don't pay commercial rates because it was it was recognised that you know we say the the small self-employed operator who maybe has a van but doesn't have a premises they didn't qualify for Restart Plus. Uh, those two schemes are operated out of local enterprise offices across the country and our own one here which is on the ground floor in, in County Hall on John Street in Kilkenny and the local enterprise office also oper- uh, operate uh, a couple of other schemes there's a micro enterprise scheme online retail scheme where people and businesses uh, that didn't have a, an online prem- uh, presence can apply and succeed in get it for getting a grant. I think it's up to 40000 for that scheme and again there's another one that, that's run out of the enterprise office uh, which is the business financial planning uh, uh, scheme, uh, which I think is up to 5,000. But in terms of the Restart Plus grant, just to get back to that, um, at the moment, I think Kilkenny County Council are pretty much subscribed. Uh, in other words, they're waiting on another tranche of funding, um, and we're hoping that in the announcements to come from government tomorrow and during the week, that extra funding will be announced because um, a lot of people are availing of it. Uh, and uh, it's an important scheme because it, you know it, every every business, essentially a small business in particular, right across Kilkenny, would be available to, or would be able to avail of that scheme, provided that the funding is in place. Yes, and um, you know, there's one thing that uh, the government have been really doing is really focusing on um, really getting the local economy, not just the national economy, but the local economy up and going again and rebooting it and restarting it. Yeah, and I, I suppose it's part of COVID. Like one, th- th- there's a whole range of policy areas that have been brought to the forefront in, since the pandemic struck. Like if you think of areas like childcare and indeed care of the elderly, um, you think of... Uh, the fact that so many people now are working from home and would be in a position to do more work from home, maybe if if their broadband connection was was up to a better standard. Obviously, the national broadband plan is underway, but part of that is, I suppose, trying to ensure that people have as many services as possible available locally, that they don't have to travel into maybe larger population centres like we've seen over the course of the last week where particularly in Dublin the incidence of infection of COVID has has uh, increased very markedly. 
uh, and a part of, I suppose, um, providing finance for smaller local businesses is to ensure that people don't have to maybe congregate in some of the busier centres where infection can spread if people are, are, you know, whether it's shopping or going about their business. Um, And that's one of the reasons why schemes, again, I would reiterate, Roisin, to people who are listening uh, to go to the Department of Business, Enterprise and Innovation um, website, dbei.gov.ie. It gives a great explanation of the various different schemes and people will be able to see where where they fit in. Alternatively, I would say to people, if they're having specific issues, my own email address is johnpaul.feelin at office.ie. Feel free to drop me a line and I'll talk to the Taunister, who is the minister in charge of, of, of enterprise. But there's also the other schemes that are available through both the revenue commissioners in terms of uh, of some of the um, the employment wage subsidy scheme, which obviously uh, applies to many businesses. Kenny, and there's some schemes. The pandemic scheme is still on unav- still available available for people. Uh, I think the deadline for the pandemic unemployment payment scheme that we currently have is the 17th. Uh, so just in a, in a few days, uh, and there's also the short time work support scheme. Both of those are run by the Department of Social Protection. And they're available on welfare.ie. The the, the um, specific details. The short time work support scheme is for people who have maybe lost hours of employment uh, during the COVID because of uh, of reduced operating of, of 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 businesses, particularly businesses that are in older facilities that can't accommodate maybe as many members of the public visiting. Yes, and John Paul, you know, uh, one thing everybody all from what I, who I've been meeting over the last couple of months of the COVID-19 have said how well the government managed um, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and everybody got their payments, the, the COVID-19 payments and there was, yes, naturally there's going to be people who, you know, there's going to be a backlog, but how quick the government was to ensure that payments were made and also how quick the government went out to sort of create all these supports for uh, businesses and uh, to get reopening employees. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, great credit in fairness. It's strange the way politics works. Regina Doherty lost her seat what seems like a lifetime ago back in in the election at the start of February. But uh, she was the minister in fairness who moved heaven and earth very quickly to introduce the pandemic payment. Now, some people criticised it because some people were earning more from the payment than maybe they were earning in their employment. But what was essential was that people had money coming in. Uh, and that's why the scheme was introduced and why why it was a flat rate across across the board. It's been changed since. Um, the government did react quickly, but we're in a different phase of it now, I suppose, where we're com- looking at the possibility of a second wave of COVID. One of the things that uh, has been well, kind of annoying in the last few months has been some frequently medical academics talking about how uh, we need to get to zero COVID. The reality is if we're to keep the country going in any way, shape or form and protect people's jobs, protect people's mental health as well, we need to um, ensure that businesses are open and that people can live as normally as possible while taking the necessary you know, public health measures to make sure they're hand washing and face mask wearing. Like um, 
if we're to bring the public with us, what what is needed is a sense both that we're all in it together, but also that we're making progress. And that's why the zero COVID kind of argument, it's something that's not achievable. And therefore, you know, it tends to wear down maybe the public's um, perseverance in trying to ensure that the pandemic doesn't spread. Like COVID is going to be with us for the bones of possibly another 12 months uh, minimum. Uh, that's provided that we get a vaccine. So we, people have to try and live. Uh, businesses have to try and keep in business. Um, and that can only be done with some support from the government, but also, you know, that general sense of buy-in that the general public have had since uh, COVID arrived in, in March. And uh, we need to keep that going over the course of the next few months, because as we face into the winter, there'll be other complications in terms of the health system, but also maybe people's frame of mind in terms of dealing with with the pandemic. Yes, and as you mentioned, mental health there, uh, John Paul, feeling, definitely feeling it's vital for, for business owners that they are still trading because that would cause an awful lot of stress and anxiety. And that affects then, if that's a long-term stress and anxiety, yeah. their mental health. You're absolutely right. I mean, one of the things that, one of the awful things that became obvious during the teeth of the down, economic downturn when the Celtic Tiger collapsed was the strain that it put on individuals. You know, there was serious pressure in terms of outstanding loans. Um, we are all probably familiar with some very tragic stories uh, of, of people who couldn't cope. You're right to say that the, that the best way to help people cope is to keep businesses in operation, but also the, when businesses are in operation, people are in employment. Yes. And like, I think it's more important than ever in terms of a pandemic that people have that routine and that maybe security, which didn't happen when we had our last you know, major economic downturn. We need to try and protect people in every sense. And that means mental health-wise as well as, as, well as having an income. Well, John Paul Finn, we're running out of time, but no, we really do appreciate you taking the time to speak to us here on the Start Me Up Business Programme and Community Radio t- today. And we wish you continued good health and a really good recovery going forward. And we want you to look after your health too. Thanks, Roisin. Well, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm feeling better than I have for years. Brilliant. To be perfectly honest, and uh, I'm delighted to have had the opportunity. I'll be back on with you again sometime I'm sure over the course of the next yes. the next number of months. Well John Paul definitely John Paul feeling thank you so much indeed it's a pleasure to have you on the show. No problem thank you very much. Thank you so much. Well, that was definitely John Paul Phelan there on the phone talking to us about the restart grants and everything, all the supports for businesses impacted on COVID-19 and what are available. And um, look, if you have, as John Paul Phelan said, uh, give him a, a, an email if you're in business and you want help or any support. He said, give him a call or an email and he, he will certainly uh, look into it for you and do the best he can. We have, uh, coming up next, we're running out of time, we have have Kilkenny today uh, with Frank Tynan and I'm sure that will be a really great um, Kilkenny today as well I'd like to thank all my guests on the show today from Sean McArdle and all the uh, startup traders down there in Mountain View and again to definitely John Paul Phelan for taking the time to come and speak to us today and uh, I'm sure now uh, got the door is- We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM